say back again it's like a saying black again <laughs> black again why why is it why does your brain think like that please I think somebody said it ages ago <laughs> I don't know I'm not sure I'm just yeah black again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's not even black issue oh, yeah. huh? no I'm just mimicking you I was like yeah I wasn't black now I'm black again yeah <laughs> Well, it's been a whole week in corporate, so, you know, I have to remind myself again. Shame. Gosh. Especially when you work from home. <laughs> you forget, people forget. I was, because I've just started a new a new uh, job, and obviously people say, oh, you know, Simone's joined the company. Uh, and then you, like, log on, you put your camera on, you're like, oh, she's black with short hair. <laughs> Do you really think people do not think that? I I reckon they do. Okay, so so there's a, there's someone in the company who has a black name, and so and she works in admin. So when she was emailing me when I was going to join the, the company, I knew she was black, like without doubt. And I looked then I looked on LinkedIn. I was like, okay, well that just confirmed what I knew. But um, when you have a name that isn't obvious, I suppose, where, where you're culturally from, I feel like it's people might look at you, oh, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Like, I just, I don't know. I just wonder what goes through their heads. Of course, they would never admit to it. But I just wonder sometimes. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. And it's, it's so weird. It's like even to, um, I was, because I'm going into a new job. Um, I had to fill out something and I was on the phone to somebody. They were like, oh, what's your first name? Can you spell your second name? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 you idiot. <laughs> oh, my Funny. gosh. Yeah. Let's not get into the history as to why I've got a surname, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just interesting, isn't it? The corporate world. But hey ho, we're here today. Black again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, black again, that's for sure. I think LinkedIn does help though, because people you can Google people beforehand. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably why she said, Can you spell that? Because <laughs> not well, actually that's a lie, because then she would have said my second name, but I don't know, I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, probably yeah, just looked at right. your first name and thought, oh, it's unusual. I bet the second name is even more unusual. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. It's Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. I'm just waiting for this heat wave, to be honest. None of us will be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will be. It'll be in April. Yes, it will be. I thought it was in May or June. No, it's in April, love. April, Easter, <laughs> Easter time. Yeah. Cannot wait. We're waiting for that one. I just saw, I'm just selling my Uggs, actually, because they're so, you know, I've had my Uggs since I was um, 14. Can you believe that? They need to go. <laughs> yeah, they're real. They've lasted that long. Remember, I only bring them out when it snows, which is <laughs> every two years, <laughs> three years. So, you know. And you've kept them in good condition. Yeah, yeah, they're in great condition. I mean, ugh, one is 
beginning to talk, but <laughs> I think it can be saved. So I'm going to try and sell them. I need to get some new ones. I want to get some like nice ones. I want to get some hunters. But um, yeah, they lost me that long. Wow. Right, that's 16 years ago. Wow. Yeah. But my GHDs, my GHDs are 16 years old. Mm. Crazy. Wow, it's amazing. How do you feel about selling it on? The Uggs is quite emotional. You know, I remember when I really wanted them <laughs> and they were expensive at the time. Well, they still are expensive, but like in at, when you're young, you're like, oh, a hundred pounds. Like, oh my God, like that's a big thing. <laughs> like that's crazy. Um, and I remember really wanting them and I got them for Christmas. And in my head, the first thing I thought was, I hope it snows. <laughs> I hope it gets snow. Okay, I hope, sorry, I hope it gets really cold so I can wear them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I mean, I know we've been talking about it, but the attachment that you form with clothing is just, it's its amazing, really. It's amazing how, like music, picking up an item of clothing can take you back to that time instantly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you want to introduce the topic for today? Yes, Sue. So um, we're talking about values today. So how do you talk about what is important to you values in terms of beliefs morals uh, maybe potentially religion it could touch into religion um, culture values um, cultural norms and beliefs how do you incorporate that into like your dating life so they're quite I think they're quite big subjects actually like um yeah, so quite a lot to talk about here. I don't know. Do you have any like hardcore values? Let's forget religion for two seconds. Right. But are there any like hardcore values that you think, you know what, like this is a deal breaker for me. Like they have to have this type of value in order for me to seek a relationship with them. Yeah. So I've been thinking about it a lot more recently because I've always been, you know, happy go lucky. You know, if I meet someone and we vibe, we just get on, it's fine. <laughs> But recently I've I've been like, no, Simon, you have to know what's important to you and you and you shouldn't stray from that. Um, so <laughs> one of my real core values that I've realized is uh the equality of women. Like <laughs> really important. So okay, so I no would, shit. <laughs> let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. So I would consider myself to be a feminist because I believe yeah. that women are equally as important and should be equally as valued in this world as men. My feminism doesn't it's not an extreme feminism. So I I wouldn't consider myself to be ra- a radical feminist by any means. But it's really important for me to be around men who who understand women, who love women, who want the best for women, who are willing to protect women, but also willing to give women the freedom to be able to be the any kind of woman that they want to be. That's all, I've always been a girl's girl. So I think I mentioned it in another podcast yeah. that my mum will joke and be like, oh, Simone, your feminism streak's coming out. Where, where, do you, where do you get that from? I'm not a feminist. I don't know where you get this feminism thing from. And obviously coming from that generation of barb bra burning do you know what I mean like that kind of thing that's how feminism used to be perceived but 
I said to her the other day, I was like, mum, you are the biggest girl's girl. Like you have always been on, on the side of a woman. So uh, of course I have now expanded that, but I'm pretty much that. I've just always been on the side of women. So when I've dated, I think I've just, I've generally, I've met lots of, again, I went through that whole bohemian hipster type phase. So I've met a lot of new age men who have very, quite new age values. And also I think there was a time when we were, when like the last 10 years has been a celebration of women. Um, men have been, uh, their, their, their misogyny has been challenged and then they've been kind of told just to sort of like be quiet, allow women to just rule for a bit in it. Cause you guys have done your ruling for a long time. So I think dating in that time has been really, really easy. Now we're in a time where we've got people like, you know, on the internet constantly, these male podcasters doing up, nothing wrong with male podcasters, but there's a lot of people out there who were kind of spreading this anti, anti-feminism mission, this, you know, let's go back to traditional gender roles. Women should mm-hmm. do this. Women shouldn't yeah. speak so much. Women shouldn't do this, this, that, and the other. And that's now being spread around. And then now a lot of men are starting to find that part of themselves again. And then now I'm finding I'm having a lot more of these types of conversations. And so <laughs> obviously I can't be with a man who hates women. That's, I think that's, that just goes without saying, but there's a lot of men <laughs> there's a lot of men who I I genuinely do feel they've got a couple of from when you could say women shouldn't speak about certain women should speak about certain things I just feel like are you you okay are you really okay and it just makes me wonder whether I could be in a household with someone who does think like that who is really traditional and again I've gone from dating hipsters to then dating men who are more traditional which has been lovely and you kind of get what you want in that sense you get the commitment you get the loyalty you get the protection all the things that come with a traditional man but then you also get the women should be should be put in their place kind of type of person in that as well so it's really hard and I think I'm starting to realize how important that is to me and then also how much I need to be of someone who also values that um so big rant I'm so sorry that was so long but I just wanted to just get off my chest (laughs) no I I definitely hear it and I definitely understand um I just never have those conversations that I like that however I can tell when somebody doesn't like women and although I looked at you like "Mm, who doesn't like women in a sense so if you're dating them you must like them no actually (laughs) there are men out there that do not like women they don't they feel like they should be a certain way and formed into a certain way and it means that you're just there for sex good time and for, to massage my ego and just put you in the corner there until I need you. That's basically what it is. That is actually hating women to some extent. Um, it's not in yeah. the company of women. It's not wanting to have those conversations and build that relationship. Mm. And doesn't see you as your equal, yes. And the thing is, you say you're like, oh, you're, I'm a feminist. And it's the first time I've actually heard you say it to me. You may have said it out loud to other people, but to me, like quite out, open, like I am a feminist and this is what I stand for and I, this is who I am. Um, and I knew you were, <laughs> if that makes sense. I think you made that very clear. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, like I don't fall out with it. I understand your points and stuff. Um, I think, and, yeah. sorry, go on. 
No, no, I was just going to say, do you think that's your highest priority? Do you think that is your, like, that's your number, that's your deal breaker? Like, if you ain't on board with what I'm thinking, then you're gone, you're gone. Yeah. It's not, and that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a problem. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't go around saying I'm a feminist because I feel like my feminism is at the level that of all women in that, I think all women or most women in this world want to be, free <laughs> and what's the, sorry to interject, what's the difference between rad, radical feminist f- feminism because I kind of th- think I know but I would like you to define it because you're you're saying that you're you are a feminist but what's the difference between your type of feminist and and also feminism is not monolithic it's different fragments of it's I don't know because that's why I don't feel like I can call myself a feminist because i I don't know where I'll place myself. I'm for equality, yes, but I don't know if my views are strong enough to be considered one. So yeah. yeah. And again, I'm I'm not as read up on this as I feel I want to be or need to be to have this conversation. So I really I don't want to say, oh, I read feminism in this, because I genuinely don't have a definition for it. And maybe we yeah. can do it in another topic when we bring with <laughs> an expert. But um I feel that yeah, feminism is is all about the equality of women, and it's about the equality of not the equality of women and men are the same. I feel this is that's this is my version of feminism. Not men really? are the same in terms of men and women. We design differently. We have different brains. We have different priorities. We have different hormones. Um, hormone levels there's a lot of different there's a lot of differences between men and women we have different body parts you know what I mean like we can't say that our um purpose in this world is going to be exactly the same but it's more about it's the equality of knowing that the roles of men and women are equally as important as each other and it's being respected as such that is my that is my that's what I'm fighting for it's that because a man can a man can say I want you to be in the kitchen mm. and look, but I'm bringing in, I'm the man and I'm bringing in the bacon so I can do whatever I want, but you must listen to me. And that's the level of feminism that I, that's sorry. That's, that's what I'm trying to combat. That's what I'm trying to, you know, challenge. Cause I feel like, okay, we may have the family set up of, I, I'm the stay at home mom. I look after the household, you go out and work, but my views yeah. are, going to be as important I'm an intelligent woman I can offer this I can offer that I can support you I can help you we can make the the decisions together do you know what I mean like there's a there's a bit more of a partnership in that so that's kind of where that's where my feminism extends whether it's a deal breaker again I don't know because like I've said I like I've I've become fond of the traditional man I've become fond of a traditional guy and the perks of that such as you know feeling protected and feeling um like looked after and uh you know being called a queen I like that (laughs) like you know I just the the perks that come with with the traditional man it's it's lovely and it's it's really nice and then I've dated guys who are you know all for equality but then take it to the extreme level of well, you know, don't pay for any dates because we're equal, right? And it's and this it's, is what or it's too soft. No, I'm not saying that that's what, I'm not saying that that's what it comes down to. Of course not, please. Like I'm just saying that as a lighthearted example. But you know, men that are kind of, you know I, I don't know. There's there's just lots of different um 
types of dynamics in a relationship and I've definitely realized that I have become a lot more fond of the more traditional side of things so then I'm when I'm meeting people that don't wholeheartedly agree with the idea of feminism and of sisterhood and of girls um being a girl's girl whatever I don't know whether it's worth the compromise or not I'm still trying to understand this also, I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's at the prop, at the top of my priority list. And I remember, I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but I went to a party and it was a mixed party, like mixed groups, mixed genders, mixed mm. race, everything. And there were two sides of the conversations. We were outside all chatting, 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 like hi. Then we came inside and everyone was drinking. Then the conversation, of course, gets a bit deeper. So on one side was me and I was talking to this white guy who was there with his girlfriend and his girlfriend was he would call her quite a radical feminist and was kind of drill this idea of feminism down him he his words not mine and there he was kind of saying to me well I'm a lot more traditional I don't necessarily believe in everything it's quite interesting to hear that coming from him but you know we're having a good discussion about what feminism means and how it's being interpreted in this world and how it affects relationships etc 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 then on the other end, I could also hear there was a black guy being cornered, it felt like, with by these white women talking about race and Black Lives Matter, I want to say. I think that was during the Black Lives Matter time in the movement and police brutality and just like a lot of like cultural race stuff. So I, that was a, literally a moment where I thought, Am I a woman first or am I black first? Which one am I first? Because I, I don't, like, a part of me wanted to run to that conversation. But then I also was having an interesting conversation, conversation with this guy over here and also wanting to fight the corner of women and da, 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 da. But then this guy over there, I wanted to be over there with him. And I literally, I felt really torn. And it's not, it's not a, as simple as which one's more important. It's really not. I'm really simplifying it and dumbing it down. But it was just kind of, it's just in terms of priorities. Um, yeah, that's definitely how I felt about that. I remember that conversation I remember you told me that it was a while ago but I do remember that and it made me laugh to stay it still does make me laugh because I think you, I asked you I asked you a couple of questions from that but oh, you said a lot there I'm gonna try and dissect it um <laughs> I think number one very interesting do you see yourself as a woman or a black person first you can even you could cut this out if you want to but I always say can a white feminist talk for me? Let's know. And that's that's how I answer that question. And that probably puts it towards how I feel as a person. And maybe I do put my race first mm. uh, because I don't feel like everybody from um, a woman perspective can talk, fight my corner uh, because it's all about the features I have. And even today, like I, I tried to, I tried to open this door. I didn't have the right code this white guy opened the door to let me in and he was like oh did you forget the code and oh do you work here yes I work here it just didn't work the door is heavy and I know again I'm I could be overly sensitive but I think I'm constantly reminded of my race and not constantly reminded that I'm a woman people respect me more than a woman I think sometimes in my industry which is male dominated by the way for everybody to understand that so I don't know. That's my answer to that. And it, it, for this whole feminist, the f- feminist movement, the reason why I can't be on board is because 
I still want to be paid for. I still want my doors open. I don't want anyone to at me and say, I ain't your feminist. I ain't open the doors. I don't want none of that. I feel you. I know know it doesn't mean that. I know I'm not trying to be rude to any feminist, but I know it doesn't mean that. But I don't want to give anybody the excuse to take that away from what I (laughs) do. I need that sugary. I know. I need it. I know. So that some feminists will argue that because we're not in an equal world, we should still be able to benefit off of <laughs> off of the patriarchy. <laughs> you can't and that's what the problem with feminism is that no, it's a don't, big, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's it is, it is the, the, there is a problem with that's feminism. Problem. Any movement, any kind of movement, it doesn't. Any movement. No, but that's that's what I was trying Fine. to say. Like, I just feel like it, with the problem with any movement is like we can't tick every single box. That's my only comment. Right. Fine. I take that back. Any movement, but that's why I can never ever be part of a movement because how do you define it? I struggle with that. And although I'm more, was it? I'm more creative than I am logical. I do struggle with certain things. I need to be able to be like, okay, what's the definition? You can't just tell me I am this without without me understanding a bit more of a generalized point of view. And if no one can give me that, then I, I can't I can't do it because I'm I'm going to be the person to be like, oh, but I want the door open for me. I, I want them to do go outside and do the gardening. I'm not able to do that. It's hard. I did the, I did it on Monday. I had to put all the fence stuff away and drive to the skip. I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I don't want to be like that, but it's up to them. I don't really mind. Anyways, that's not what, what we're talking about. But okay, fine. So you feel that it's a big, it's, it's a big point, but it's not, it's not a deal breaker as a value. <clears throat> I don't think so at the moment, but I'm working on it because I don't think I have enough deal breakers. I think I'm too open. So that's my, my self-reflection. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Um- Let's go, let's go on to you. So what is a value for you? Again, aside from religion, for now, we'll come back to that. Um, what is a deal breaker for you or what is a really important value for you? <laughs> See, I think I'm quite open. Um, however, <clears throat> I think a deal breaker for me is not accepting my family and friends. And I know it's not a value. It's quite hard. It's not a value. It's not a quantifiable thing. It's more to do with like what I stand for. And I feel like um, when certain things in my life was happening, I'm not even talking about ex, I was talking about somebody else actually. And they said something <clears throat> about my family. It, there was almost like a, a, a cliffhanger. Like I was like, no, actually, no, I'm not happy with that. And I think it's also down to cultural culture as well. As you know, I've got a big family and they're my everything. And even now, like we were trying to organize Easter, we're like, let's rent out a hall, let's play games, let's get like Olympics. Like we've done this before, we're gonna do it again. And like for somebody to be like, you're not going or you can't do that, I, I don't think I'll be able to even conversation. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a conversation. And all the, <laughs> I'm like, what? Because you know, some people, uh, when they get married, they almost like separate themselves and I, I'm not going to sit here and say oh, I've never been to that point because I have but not to the extreme that I li- literally don't speak to anybody uh-huh. but I just could not let it go to that point and I know there are people out there and I do pray for them that have been isolated to the fact they can't speak to their loved ones and it's quite hard going but that's a high value for me I don't even know if you can call it a value but I think it's a high belief that family is important and I feel like a village does raise a child yeah so high value for me 
Yeah, I think it is a value. I think um, community is a value. And you are, you are big about, you are really big on community. You're really big on, even mm. outside of your family and friends, you're really big on community and people coming together. And so I think having someone who aligns with that is, is going to be really important. And it is important. It's important to have people outside of your you and your partner and it's important for them just to support the fact that you love your family and then sometimes your family are going to come first which is a bit which I don't it's know. hard it's hard I was I'm just thinking because I was reading about who comes first the man or the children this week I don't know why I, didn't. Well, I don't want to have that conversation I don't agree with that conversation <laughs> and they but there's lots of um like it's Christian like it was a Christian where was I must I think it started from Instagram I saw a post and somebody was talking about how their oh it was Kevin Samuels right (laughs) I was watching Kevin Samuels that's interesting you're watching Kevin Samuels the listeners will know what I'm talking about (laughs) I wanted to work myself up that day clearly anyway I was watching Kevin Samuels and a woman came on and she was telling the most amount of lies I think the story was complete bullshit to be honest but basically started up a debate because she was saying that the husband did did something to the kids she chose the kids left the husband and Mm. now the husband has rights to the kids but she wants a divorce because her kids come first and in the comments, people were like, obviously, if he, if he, did, if he did something well to the kids, and that's, that's different, but people were saying, why are you choosing your kids over your husband? Your husband comes first. It's biblical, blah, 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 blah. So I'm thinking, which part of the Bible says this, please? So I went in on, on the internet. So I look in through whatever and different blog posts, because it's not in the Bible. People just like to spin it however they want. Interpretation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, interpretation. But it was basically the scriptures that they were using was just that, you know, a man, a woman must need, must leave her family for the man and the man, blah, blah, and whatever. But it's not it's not saying, therefore, <laughs> he's more important than the kids. What did you say? Sorry. I said, what family? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you've got to deal with that in yourself because that's definitely in the Bible. <laughs> it's definitely in the Bible. I want to know what, exactly, again, I'm going back to my logistic, um, legit, logical side. What family? Is it cousins? <laughs> The family, okay, must leave the Who's that though? <laughs> Everyone. Mom, dad. Everyone must get left for your husband in the Bible. That's what it says. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but there was nothing in there about the husband's more important than the kids. So people obviously had just interpreted it that way. But there was this whole just this this whole discussion about as a Christian woman, do you put the the the, 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 the uh, do you put the husband first? Who gets fed first? The husband must get fed over the children. That's how it's always been. And I just thought this conversation is wild. I just couldn't do it. Anyway, um, how did I get here? Family, yes. <laughs> so I think it's just important to um, have someone who's on the same wave as you, basically. Yes, 100%. But on that, this is exactly, I can't see things as black and white. That's what probably what my thing is because that conversation of course the husband gets fed first because the children can wait they go, they're outside playing but at the same time I would leave my husband for my kids but I respect what my husband's saying so I, I just don't understand the conversation like it's a very 
I don't know. It's an unnecessary conversation. I feel like unless you're unless you're going to war and you need to decide certain things. And yeah, but we're not at that rational rational situation at at the moment in my head. But whatever. I don't know. Whatever. It's a conversation. I guess it's like chicken and egg. I don't. I don't really get it. I don't understand the necessariness of it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, uh, I was going to say something. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. How do you? I've got two questions actually. So the first question is, is it important for your partner to also have a community? It's important for my partner to love love others outside of their family. That's important to me. It doesn't matter, it doesn't mean it needs to be a community because I feel, always feel like community means um reach like how many people you can reach but it doesn't mean that I think it means like who your solid ground are and I think it's important for a person to love others outside their family orientation because it's very easy family is easy so some people sorry not to everybody especially if you have a good family what you think is a good family because it's easy to be like oh yeah I've got family it's very easy to do that because they are your best friends because you grew up with them probably I'm talking about in a very idealistic point of view um, so it's very easy and I always feel like if your best friend your cousin is okay because my best friend one of my close friends is my cousin but I feel like I don't know does that mean you're isolating yourself just for your family yeah. so I feel like it's important for my partner to love others outside of their family orientation okay. so yes that's important to me okay well, that makes sense yeah that makes sense to be able to have friends to have a network yeah. people that ground hmm. I love their colleagues and not feel like the world's against them because I feel like sometimes when you're just with the family, it's just like, yeah, it's just me and the family. Yeah, calm down. Like, <laughs> there are good people outside your family. Like, yeah, in order for you to grow and to learn, even about business, you have to be able to love and understand certain things. You can't just be isolating yourself to, my family could do it. Yeah, you can't just be, you can't just put the responsibility for them as well. It's not fair. Yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah, I also feel maybe this is a bit of a generalization, but people that are like that, they don't have family that call them out, but they have family that stick by them and that tell them how great they are and put them on a pedestal almost or support every single thing that they do, which is great. But you also need to have people that will call you out and your friends might do that more. You might see more of your flaws with your friends than you do with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's, different, it's about getting different perspectives. Like, like you know, I see different perspectives quite often. So I feel like I talk to different people and they give you just different clarities and different perspectives and how you grow as a person. That's very true. That's mm, very important. Um, and what's your second question? <laughs> Before I go, because I, was gonna, I have a When do you establish whether how like how supportive they are of you and your family and friends and community like when do you start to decide whether it's they have enough support because I feel like what you what you described initially is something that comes later on like oh yeah Christmas is at my mum's today nope we're having Christmas at mine like but in the early days what I don't know is is there a way to determine how yes there is I think my last relationship as you know it um I feel like maybe it was different maybe I was blinded by the situation but I feel like I was almost lied to a little bit like yeah of course I love family yeah love family love family's everything I'm like yeah it's so I got sold into this dream I was like yeah 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 and then it actually turned out that no like 
he actually doesn't like family. Like he's not got a good relationship with his family or or he doesn't talk to his family. And and I actually feel like it's all about not what they say, but what the what you can see. So if their cousin's calling them, they're like openly like, hey cars, you're right. Not every second, obviously not, but every now and again, like, hey cars, you're right. Yeah, of course, I've got you. That kind of you can see in actions. So I actually think it comes early. I think it comes early on because again, with the last relationship and another relationship I was in. Um, they said they claimed they love family but then in the actions I didn't see it so I didn't I didn't, when we went over there it was quite cold like oh like it's quite interesting quite a different aura um and like rejecting calls and just like not that warmness I think you can see it early yeah I think then it kind of comes into compromise then are we, are we yeah. there yet? I don't know what I don't want to progress the conversation too quickly, but mm. um, I think because okay, so I'm I'm very torn because sometimes I I do feel like I don't have enough deal breakers. I go into situations too open minded, and then I just take everything, and then I don't have an I don't have a, a walk away point until it's far too late, or I feel like I feel like it's too late. It's probably not too late, but I feel like it's too late sometimes. Um, Or I haven't rationalised it enough and I just kind of act impulsively. So I feel like sometimes I want to have more deal breakers. But also I've also realised that what you can also do is you can compare everyone's situation to your own. And you end up making judgments about them because their situation isn't the same as yours. Um, So, for example... On the topic of family, I also love my family and my family will always be really important to me. I can't imagine a world with a partner without my family or friends. Um, but then if I'm if I'm dating someone who doesn't really have a lot of friends or doesn't have or is maybe an only child or doesn't have any cousins, I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> I'm like, where like where do you get your your like banter from who did you play with that you know all these like little things I just think oh my because I obviously come from a massive family of you know one of many siblings and lots of cousins that we're all very close to so I can't imagine living like that but then that doesn't mean that they're any less warm than I am or they're any less wise or open-minded than I am so then I have to stop myself and say actually Simone like everyone's situation is going to be different everyone's going to come from the exact same setup as you yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it is that fear, but I think, like you said, not everybody that's alone or doesn't have a network is cold. I think um, I think it's all about the willingness to understand and compromise. You can't be all up in your, your you know, cousin's family. The only reason why I'm so all up in everybody's business is because I don't have a partner to distract me. That's <laughs> why I always, I keep saying to my cousin as a joke, use me now because boy, when I have a partner, I will not be usable. <laughs> you cannot use me. Um, so I think it's all about compromise because you will be in their business. But I like I going back to the first point. I think it's willingness to talk to people other than your the people that you're closest to. I think it's confidence. It goes back to confidence. How much confidence do you have just to talk to people, be warm to people? Um, uh, yeah, I, I think in your situation, yeah, I know you're very close to your family and you have a, a lot of conversation with your family. But I think it's about 
spotting out somebody that is willing to understand that yeah um and then what I wanted to say is um so obviously we're at this point where you know we're still we're single um or just not in a relationship yet and I was thinking about all the like like some people just get on with it but they don't even have these conversations about values but then actually I value all the people that I've seen or been in relationships with because they have tested me to understand what my limits are because I wouldn't have known. And some people find that in the religion, um, religion, in their marriage or their long-term relationship. And they're like, hold on, actually, you don't know my favorite color is purple. And that's a big thing for me. And I need to split up with you because you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about girlfriends or whatever it was, but, <laughs> but, but it, it, it's interesting. But now after my experience of somebody being a certain way, I can think, yeah, I can, I don't think I'll be able to answer this question. Uh, uh, three years ago mm. or four years ago however long I don't think I'll be able to answer the question and then when I was put and then I, when I, if I'm put in that situation I would have been so upset I would have been distraught if I had to choose or do whatever but now I know like that is a thing for me like mm. I know that now mm. yeah you're right absolutely these things teach you absolutely mm-hmm. I'm more mature and you understand what you what your limits are what your boundaries are yeah exactly and um I think it's really funny because <laughs> I was <laughs> sorry I was seeing somebody recently and you know I don't know if everybody on this call sorry on this um podcast listening to this podcast knows that I'm like I'm actually really big in sustainability like it's a big thing for me and it's become it's progressed even more even though I've been silent in my voice it's progressed it has I know it has and I went round to his house recently and they didn't have a recycling bin. And that irritated me. Like, I was so angry. And I <laughs> I was like to him, you need to get us, you need to get a recycling bin. And when I was, <laughs> when I was like putting things together and wrapping things up, all like the, like the paper from this plastic, mm-hmm. putting it in there, it was, I was like, I created the bag, I created my own recycling bin. He goes, but why? I was like, I can't have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so irritated and even though I don't want to admit that this is a value for me I feel like it it's becoming quite a big thing and I know that not everybody's going to be on board with it I get it some people think it's the end of the world anyways what's the point people think it's, it was too late there's so many different areas to sustainability that people have uh thoughts about you know that, that that type of belief or value but I feel like again it's the willingness I think my value is be, someone that's my value is someone needs to be willing to be open-minded if you're too narrow-minded I can't be with you I think that's what it basically is at the end of the day Mm. I think it's I think that's okay to to admit that one of your values is sustainability or you know environmental causes I think that's that's a value that's something that's something that's really important to you my only thing is that is though is that that's a value that I feel can be taught unless they're very much like conspiracy theory the world is flat we're all gonna die I think that you can teach someone why you should recycle and why you shouldn't you know keep buying plastic containers and that kind of stuff yes I think you're absolutely right it's an educational piece but I don't want to be the one to educate because I feel like I don't want to come here to teach you I'm not I'm not your mom I'm not your teacher I can give you advice but I do have that in my head because I know so much about it or because I'm just so into it. I don't want to come along and say, and come along with that person. 
Um, but again, it's going back to willingness. If you are like, okay, but, but, but why do you want me to recycle? Then I'll tell you the whole, I'll give you the articles, I'll send you all the things, I'll tell you why. But if you don't ask the question, I feel like, well, maybe you're not, maybe you're not interested in one in what I be- like and my beliefs. And then two, maybe it's because it's not important to you. So then I have to, then I have to decide. Is this someone I want to be with? And I, I know it doesn't have to be a bit deep. And as, as you said, it could be educational. Um, but then does it that tip, does that go off other things as well? Like if you're not going to be interested in my sustainability, you're not going to be interested in, I don't know, my family. And then it goes into the bigger values, right? So is under, understanding their willingness to understand you and to value your values. <laughs> what if they had three out of four values so this is where we step into religion I have to ask you because if it's religion then I can't be with atheists so there's no point even trying this conversation (laughs) so so what if it's what if they're Christian they love family community they've got a lot of friends they are very chivalrous (laughs) amazing but they hate recycling they just think it's an absolute waste of time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they believe the world is flat I don't know <laughs> that whatever else comes with comes with that 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 motive I don't know yeah but I told you back but stability is high but it's not high it's not the high one so, so, you, so you'd be okay with that I'll be okay with that I'll just teach you and I'll just put my he, okay but what if he was what if you lived together okay maybe that's a bit too far but what if you're going to live together and, but he was like whenever you made a little recycling bin thing you just threw it in the bin then I'll be taking it out at night. <laughs> you could keep doing that, but I'm going to take it out. I do it now for my te- with my tenant. I'm there taking it out. I'm like to her, I remember I said to you, you're like, this doesn't go in the recycling bin. She's like, yeah, putting it in the bin. Okay, cool. We'll see when we get to the recycling. I'll be taking out the bin. So, so, so whatever. I live with it now. So whatever. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. But it's, for me, it's more of a pet hate, I would say. <laughs> a big value. But you're you're forgetting something, the elephant in the room. Like, I'm pescatarian. So that's gonna, a quite... I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring it up. Okay. Oh, I hope this person doesn't mind. Mm. Okay. Okay. I know someone who has, has in the past broken up with a partner because mm. she is vegan and he eats meat. And like, I think they probably had a few, a few other little issues or whatever. Not, well, little, I guess it was little. Um, but in the beginning, she said to him, I need to be with someone who is like, who doesn't eat meat. And then he is sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she said, you know, if I'm looking at someone seriously, it's going to be that, that's going to be the case. And he was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it just gets serious. But then ultimately he was like, well, you can't change me. I'm not going to give up meat for anyone. I'm going to do what I'm doing. And then that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That's the main reason why they broke up. So in a relationship where everything is great and fantastic, if you don't have the same values in terms of what you're putting in your bodies, I guess that can also be a big deal breaker. Is that the same for you? No. Okay. Because I, I think it goes back to willingness. Because if I bet you, if the guy was like, fine, I'll do non meat 
five days a week and then Saturday, Sunday, because he's trying. Yeah. I think it's important if he compromised and said, you know, what, I'll try. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not pescatarian for anybody to change. Fortunately, all the men that I've seen and been with all of them, mm-hmm. apart from maybe one, has said, oh, I'm going to try being pescatarian. <laughs> they think it's a challenge. Men think it's a challenge. They love it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not eating meat today. Thumbs up to you. Like, <laughs> I don't care if you're eating it or not, but great for you. So I'm a bit more lenient when it comes to that. And it's weird because I, I am, it's about sustainability and really I should be doing vegan rules, but I, I don't know. I don't have that high opinion about it, but um, I just think, remember, I'm not pescatarian out of uh, belief, it was because I was brought up like that. And that's just what I'm used to. I'm more pescatarian because that's what I'm used to. Mm. Um, and now it's become like kind of like belief slash what I'm used to, but more heavily towards not what I'm used to. Mm. Um, so for me, it's like, as long as you don't put pig fat all over my my sardines, <laughs> I'm okay with that. As long as you don't disrespect me and you start saying, you know what, I'm just going to sneak some meat. Like, oh, do you like that? Oh, it's meat, by the way. That is disrespectful. That's that's when we need some big talks. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, that's very, very nuts. rude, yeah. That's, that's nuts to me. Like, that would be crazy. <laughs> and the reason why I said that is because somebody did try to do that, but I sensed it already because I was like, that's me. <laughs> <Not anything. laughs> That's me. I remember I haven't had, had, had meat for 20, 28 years at the time. I was like, remember that, yeah? yeah. Anyways, so um, I think as long as you respect me yeah. and what we're doing, like, I don't mind pre-cooking, do the onions, garlic, whatever, and then I'll put my own fish over there. Because even it goes down to the children, I always think to myself, what do I bring my children up to be? It's very interesting, that conversation, because I don't really know. I don't know. So I for me, I haven't decided. No, I, d- I haven't. I haven't actually. I mean, if I was a single parent on my own, I was raising it up. I would just bring them up as pescatarian because that's all I know. But if my partner's like, no, nah, actually, I w- I'm open for them to eat meat. I think. I think my rule. My rule has always been the same. Like as long as I'm not cooking it, I'm cool with it. But you are, maybe anybody would be like this. Because I'm thinking, although it's not for beliefs, when you first moved into your new house, you were kind of like, I don't really want to have meat in the bin. And then you always use separate trays for meat and fish. Most people would anyway, because meat and fish don't go together. But you're quite, you know, that contamination is quite big for you. So if if you're actually living with a meat eater... And you were making breakfast. Would you just have separate bins, separate trays, separate every? Okay, okay. Yeah, separate separate frying pans, separate utensils. Yeah, that's, okay. I don't even feel like that's a problem. I mean, right now we don't have separate utensils. I just wash them. So if I know that I can, because you know people can't be perfect, and I don't want to uh, shame the person I'm living with because she's clean. But if I sense that like oh like that's not being clean properly I'll give it another clean yeah yeah but if we're trying to get if we're together if you're over here and you're like oh I've had some meat I'm like okay cool cook it in the next frying pan that's fine but I'm just not gonna cook it so yeah okay so yeah I don't mind I don't mind and that's what I did with my boyfriend at uni uni like Mm. I would like be like prepping like maybe you say if it's I don't know pasta and he wants to put bacon in there or whatever. I don't know what he'd put in there, but say if he wasn't wanting to do whatever, he'll cook the base and then I'll just do whatever I need to do on top. 
Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, I think I I do feel like in, I mean, unless you meet someone who's a massive meat lover, I think most people, when you're kind of in a household like that, the women's dietary needs tend to get, I feel like the, you, you just tend to blend into each other. And usually the person who has the more you slash quote unquote unique dietary requirements gets their way more. Yes, it does. <laughs> I like it that men like a challenge. They're like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna not eat meat this week. This week, <laughs> great for you. <laughs> you do that. Yeah, I know my stepdad. My stepdad gives up meat for Lent every year and becomes a pescatarian, and he. <laughs> so into it he's absolutely like that. and then every every year afterwards it's like yes I'm, I think I could just I could just have fish from now on I just feel so much lighter <laughs> and um next week you're cooking curry goat so what's, I don't understand but <laughs> and they get really into it you're right men do get really into it <laughs> so I know this couple maybe they might listen to it, I don't know um that he was really against this is a Caribbean thing I think well in my knowledge that he really didn't want them to have anything to do with pigs, like, you know, no pork, no bacon, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a rasta, but it was just literally like, he just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And one day, <laughs> while that person was pregnant, they had a few slices of bacon. They just really wanted it. Like They were like, I just want this. And they were. he was very unhappy. Like, he was extremely like that's my that's my you that you're putting bacon in <laughs> wow. because like, I'm hungry I want bacon <laughs> and they were quite upset about like this is like a big thing like obviously I don't think they'll ever break up about that but I think it was like a massive thing like for them. and I just remember the conversations happening and I was just like okay like it could be that deep like you could actually like you said your friend like you could be actually like you disrespected me yeah and interesting Mm, I don't know I feel like you say that you you haven't decided about your kids but I feel like if you saw your husband feeding your kids KFC you'd get you'd feel away I see I take my approach with my mum a little bit like as long as it's not really in my sight like in my view like in my house I can smell it like in the in the chairs like I don't really care. Like, That's you got, if you were at home and your husband brought him KFC and it was like, yeah, yeah, I'm feeding your kids KFC, I feel like you'd feel away. No, because I, like the other day I had a shed of pizza and that was half whatever it was. I, I don't really care as long as it's not touching mine. <laughs> but I think for me, it's more about maybe I've got these bad like visions that if you need such a stupid girl, like I think when I see like a turkey in the oven, that's when I'll be like, whoa, there's actually <laughs> 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 I'm not used to it. I'm like, whoa, there's actually a turkey in the oven letting off fat. That's when I'll be like, whoa, that's a lot for me. That's a lot for me to take in. Remember, I'm not used to it. Remember, my version is snapper, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I'm like, whoa, that's that's a lot for me to take in. I think that's a bit, that'll be a lot. Christmas Day would be a lot for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you've not you've not dated a, like a like a man who's a cook, cook, have you? N- no, I haven't. Um, recently, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, right, okay. So yeah, I yeah, mean, he's a, cook, he's a cook, cook, like a yeah. Ghanaian cook, cook, like. <laughs> Yeah, messing them out with the with the, and then he's been open. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not eating meat at all this week. I'm like, oh, okay, you do you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think with values, it's just so hard. I mean, we kind of covered, do you want to cover religion or you think like, just leave it? I think it's worth talking about religion a little bit. Not so much religion, like, are you atheist or not? I'm talking about like religion, like... um, You go to church. Yeah, you go to church on Sundays, Easter, Mm. Christmas, Good Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a hard one, isn't it? No, it's not a hard one. It's a hard one it's not a hard one obviously I think I would love to be with someone who basically will just walk with me on my journey that's what I want I want someone who's supportive who will come to church with me so I'm I'm talking about a non if I'm dating someone who's not a Christian like every Sunday kind of person the least that I would want is someone who will if I'm like oh they've got a worship night this Sunday do you want to come yeah yeah come like that would be great and all you know and obviously all the big occasions but I think it's, it's I think it's about what you see and what you know so I for, for the longest time I remember on a Sunday we would get dressed to go to church but my mum my grandma and my granddad would stay at home that was just always how it was and that's what I saw from very early on that I've just always got that always got that image in my mind and even sometimes they would stay at home and then we would still get sent to church on the on the school on the not church, not school bus, the church bus, the Sunday school. That's just kind of always how it was for us. And then eventually my granddad did get baptized and he would obviously come and then it was a whole family thing. And then with my mum and my stepdad, my mum and my stepdad, my stepdad would always go to church together. That was always them. But sometimes and more recently, my stepdad was just stay at home and cook or whatever, and then just whatever. So obviously the pandemic and all that kind of thing. So I think. I don't know I think I've seen more couples where the woman goes to church and the man stays at home than not and I'm probably a conditions to think that that's okay even though I would prefer to have the setup of we both go together um but I I need to have someone who has a faith is is supportive of my journey yeah who comes to church with me and who who's not afraid to come to church with me and is not anti coming to church is like yeah I'll come I'll get down with you I feel is that like a big actually, value sorry is that a big value or not really it is but it's not one that I'm willing to face yet hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so I've said this I think I've said this before I always I, I always wait till the absolute last minute to ask what's your religious beliefs I, I always wait till the absolute last minute I just I find that conversation so hard I don't know why but yeah it's really interesting mm. I'm just like are you Christian like, yeah, yeah I think I do no I said do you, I don't say are you Christian I say do you believe in God and if I get a hell no or some funny remark I'll just block and delete mate mm. and then <laughs> For me personally, if I get yeah, um, um, yeah, I do, but I haven't been church in a while, which is all I all I get all the time. <laughs> and they get they get quite intimidated that I go to church quite often. Um, yeah, and I think recently I've engaged more in my religion a lot more, maybe because I just like I said the community factor. Um, but I always say the same thing, and this is obviously not a cry out for everybody to be a Christian. I'm not saying that, but I think I've had a friend that came, and maybe she's listening to this uh, an event, 
and she just was like I'm so nervous I just don't want to you know I can't I don't know what to expect like it's in the church and I was like my church is so relaxed like honestly they're like what tea are we having it's just, that's what we're that's the main conversation what tea what cakes have you got like it's not even like that and um she she still couldn't get in her head like she was just so like oh my god like I'm so nervous I goes you know what you are just the exact reason why it took me so long to get baptized because I was so worried about being perfect and I think it goes back to like the people that I date that say like oh um you know I'm you know I bet you you go to church every day that intimidation that you have to be perfect Mm. and that's why I think I asked the question do you believe in God not are you a Christian because I think Christianity the word Christianity can be quite intimidating because I don't know what to I think it is perfection um but when you say do you believe in God like for me that's enough that's my value that's enough that you believe if you don't believe that that's then you have to go that's that's the thing for me um but for me it's like it's you have to have a foundation in some type of belief that's that's it for me yeah um but you've dated a variety though (laughs) yeah yeah I have Mm. go on sorry so it's not as high as like um so yeah I guess we're going to the realm that I didn't really not didn't really want to but I just got into that but I guess that's that's not the highest thing for you at the moment and or you're not got there yet ultimately it is a very high thing but I'm just like I said I just avoid it I think I avoid it because of fear of judgment of where I, I, I am personally. And what when I say that, I'm talking about, I always compare it to where I used to be and like how, yeah. how devout I was. And then to mm. now, so I feel like I'm fading as a Christian. It's a whole other conversation. But because I'm not where I was, not to say that I'm that far removed, like God is still very much in my life. And I know it's more than music, but I listen to gospel all the time. And like, I just have that whenever I turn, whenever I need to turn something, I'll turn to that. But compared to where I was, and I currently don't have a church. So there's a lot of things that I think I don't want to face myself by asking that question with a partner. It's kind of like putting up a mirror to yourself, isn't it? When you ask certain questions. So for that reason, I think, yeah, I think I do avoid it. And also I think because I have dated a variety and I've also realized that um being a Christian isn't synonymous with being a good person I think we mentioned that in the Christian episode um or in the religion episode and because of that I don't want to I don't want to feel like I'm judging someone because they're not a Christian or because because they aren't strong in their faith but I do want someone who when I get to that point again which I will that will be supportive of my journey and will not criticize me and will not be judgmental or, you know, Mm. sit into my hand. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was was joking. I was joking, but, um, will not just, you know, disrupt the peace of my household as well. I was trying to say, but, um, but yeah, so that's kind of where that's, that's kind of, I think that's why I avoid it, but it is, it is very, very important. And I, ultimately when it comes down to it I couldn't date an atheist I couldn't date someone who I couldn't sorry I couldn't be with an atheist couldn't date I couldn't be of someone who um just didn't have any belief system but then I also think that I think men in religion is men in religion is very complicated I've realized this as well and I remember having a conversation with an older man 
actually I wasn't having the conversation I was a kid but they were having the adults were having a conversation about religion and men and the basic thing it's just really hard for men to turn up every day and listen to another man and be like who like like a pastor or someone or that kind of thing and and um I realized it's a lot more complicated yeah it was it when you had when I and then then they were kind of saying well that's why you get a lot of women who will go to church every single Sunday because they have a lot more trust in kind of whatever but a lot a lot of men are very much have a massive ego and then they can't take that whole being told what to do by someone else and they'd (sighs) rather not have to follow the the rules of religion even though they may have a walk with God and then that's when I realized it actually it's, it's a lot deeper than just spirituality or faith it's like a whole it's a system that a lot of men I think don't align to that's so interesting I never really thought about that I think that's why I probably ask like do you believe in God mm. because like I said I don't define like that's enough for me but if you say like, if I say if you're Christian I feel like it can be quite like daunting like Christianity like what does that mean Where, where's where's the tick box like, that's what I think comes out <laughs> So I get it. And I do get it because I was definitely there once. Like I was like quite intimidated by that word. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, yeah, we've definitely gone on to the different realms. But I think, yeah, for me, it's, it's a big value. I think that actually the highest one for me, that's what probably why we're finishing with it. For me, it's the highest value you have to believe. Mm. Um, and then after that comes the family and whatever else. Um, what about the whole going to church thing? Like your partner going to church with you? Um, I think if you come along, <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing before I get there. I think if you come along for Christmas and Easter <laughs> and Good Friday, that's important. I mean, for me, like if my partner came, oh, see, Easter's a quite a big thing for me. Like, uh, like Christmas is a bit, I love Christmas, you know, I love Christmas, but I'm more like the 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 decorations and everything that comes with it like that's what I like the the whistles and bells but with Easter it means something to me like if somebody said let's go out and get drunk good fire but like hell no like that's just not happening like it just can't happen in my books but if my partner now (laughs) came in absolutely drunk (laughs) on that day (laughs) he'll feel it on the Saturday boy like honestly (laughs) he'll feel it like I will be like, really? Is that does that is that how we play? Like that'd be quite a big thing for me. Okay. So as long as he comes to church on those couple of days, yeah. like, I'm happy with that. And you're happy for the kids, you'll drop the kids, you'll show your face like, hey, yeah, like hi. I'm happy for <laughs> that. All of that stuff, that's cool. We don't have to go every single Sunday, mm. every so often it's cool. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think this yeah. is quite good for us to just in, to, to just uh, evaluate our own values and then <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like the, I feel like the listeners probably heard more about what we do yeah <laughs> sorry this is about getting to our session <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> oh well you know hopefully it helps someone else that's what we that's what we're here for anyway yeah that's true that's very true but yeah, it's been good. It's been good. But um, yeah, I think the morals of the story is know your values, be confident in your values and let people know. I think let people know quite soon. What's the point of longing it out for you to know five years time? Actually, I really don't want them to do that. There's no point. There's absolutely no point. I know it's hard, but just be be transparent. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. I do agree with that. I think it, you owe it to yourself to be transparent and open, clear about your values, about what's important to you, and then share that with someone else. I think that's really, really important. And it's way more rewarding in, in the long run when you find someone who is actually semi-aligned with them. Yeah. For sure. I say semi because I'm thinking about the compromise. Like no one's going to be exactly like you or, or want exactly yeah. the same things as you. But if it's along the right lines and if it's if the heart of it is there, then that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Great. For sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Make sure you let us know what your values are. Well, you don't have to share them, but just what's important to you. What do you think about what we've shared with you? Get involved in the conversation and make sure you add us on Instagram or follow us on Instagram at the Dating Game Podcast and on Twitter at the Dating Game Pod and use the hashtag the Dating Game Podcast to get involved in the conversation. And we will see you next week.